0: Welcome to Gadgets, a podcast from Gizmodo, where we explain the latest technology. I'm your host, consumer tech reporter Florence Ion, and I'm joined here by Protocol's newest news editor, Caitlin McGarry. Hi, Caitlin.
1: Welcome back. Hi, Flo. Oh, I missed you so much. This is great. I'm happy to be here.
0: I didn't have a chance to miss you because I actually saw you in person uh, oh, about 48 true. hours ago, yes. roughly. <laughs> Maybe more than that, but it was a delight (laughs) to see you in person, especially now that we have some news for listeners that you have floated away from Geo Media into a new landscape of sorts. I
1: have, I have, yes, I am no longer with Gizmodo. Um, it's been, it's been tough. I, you know, I love Gizmodo. I love doing this podcast, but. It's time for something new. So, uh, I'm not leaving abruptly. I'm, I am at protocol now. We'll link some of my, I've been writing some stuff. So we'll link my pieces in the show notes. Um, heck yeah. But I will be departing. I'll, I'll be departing this podcast in the next little while. We're going to, we're mm-hmm. going to ease, mm-hmm. we're going to ease into it. Yeah. yeah. So stay tuned. Yeah. Lots of big stuff happening with gadgets and hopefully I will still be involved down the line.
0: You will. Listen, I have said this before. Caitlin has been with me through many podcast projects. (laughs) Previous, (laughs) before GeoMedia, and now. So um, as long as I'm around. Caitlin will be around, so yes, that's thanks, Caitlin, true. for making for making time for your old pal Flo here on the Gadgets Podcast.
1: I'm just along for the ride. Just tell me when to show up.
0: Well, I'm going to tell you today. We're going to talk about the Queen and how she's not actually dead. I don't, mm. I don't know if you've heard, but apparently there's like a whole misinformation campaign going on about her death. Okay. I,
1: yeah. I, uh, there's a lot of misinformation right now. Like right now, there in particular, is. it seems like everything is going off the rails. Like we're dealing with Russia, Ukraine, the Queen. Like, is anyone telling the truth about anything anymore?
0: I'm telling the truth.
1: Yes, we are telling the truth. You,
0: we are. We're yes. I mean, hello ethics, etc. So we are telling the truth, yes. um, mm-hmm. and we're telling you the queen is not dead. We're also gonna tell you all about the new Apple stuff. So, yes. Caitlin, did you ha- did you have a chance to watch the Apple event yesterday? I did.
1: I watched the Apple event. I wrote about it. I did a newsletter about it, and I also recorded a podcast about it. So, oh my I know gosh, everything that happened—they
0: <laughs> are that's putting great. Me to that's work great. over there. Yes, that's great. Well, we're gonna have Phil on as well. Our honorary due jet, which is a term I made up uh, in the episode oh, that you were on. So, um, listen, you going to protocol? and making up things over here. This is you know. I know. <laughs> this is how. It it's, happens. Thank you. Everything's fine. <laughs>
1: everything's fine. We're good. We're rolling with it.
0: <laughs> Phil is great. I'm, I'm happy to have him, uh, here. So he'll be here in a bit. And then, and then I want to tell you all about my experience with some new nuggies, some new nuggets. <laughs> nuggets. I said that to sound like gadgets. Yes.
1: This, <laughs> this, I, I picked it up. Yes. But thank you. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. Uh, yeah. We need to talk about fake meat because, So, you and I were both like vegetarians back in the day. I'm sure you had many like a Boca Burger, a Morning Star Patty. Like we have really, we've really been through it on the (laughs) fake meat front. So now that things are getting better, like I'm excited. I mean, I'm not vegetarian anymore. I still, I still eat. You know, I I prefer a vegetarian diet primarily, but yeah. So I'm really excited that this is the
0: options the options they're just getting so much better I, we're gonna fangirl over fake me it fake we got fake news yeah. and fake me on the podcast today and sandwiched in between actual real news like yes you know, really something that happened yeah so yes we'll be back after this Well, I know that there is a lot of really important, uh, violent, terrible things happening Mm. around us, uh, but I have decided to just push that all aside and instead have us talk about how everyone has faked Queen Elizabeth II's death. You know,
1: this must have happened, like, pre-internet also. Like, they must, I don't know, maybe we'll find out in The Crown, a show which I love. But...
0: Mm. yeah right? don't you think yeah. like
1: news of her death is like every so often it's like the queen died and it's like mm, no nope, that's fake <laughs> like i think that happens a so, lot. so
0: i chose this story because before it made it to gizmodo's front page before it made it to a couple of other um tech blogs it was actually i got word of this news through some of my like Celebrity trash channels, oh right um, <laughs> of course. but like, but the thing is because they were coming from the so called trash channels, the legitimacy of it, obviously, I was just kind of like, okay, this is just the daily Mail like pulling from nowhere or whatever, but it turns out that there was actually a full on misinformation campaign going around about the queen being dead. And I just found this fascinating because, as you mentioned earlier, when we were starting the pod, this has been happening in Ukraine, too, like with the with the war uh, between Russia and Ukraine, we should say. We were getting a lot of misinformation, uh, fake stories, faked images, images that weren't even from like the current war going on, saying that like, oh, this is what's happening. And the queen in particular, because the monarchy is such a like constant cultural touchstone and i guess society
1: yeah i mean even if you don't believe that there should be queens which i feel right. like most people think that that's the case like it's she's still you know she's she's kind of an icon she's there she's it's happening to something. her too
0: <laughs> yeah
1: i mean i'm not at all surprised by that like I mean, I don't really understand the point of it because it's not like if the queen dies, like anything major happens to you know democracy or like she's a she's a figurehead. People look to her. Caitlin, to like, we
0: get a funeral. We got a televised funeral. Oh, do you okay. not remember? I mean, Diana. My family and I sure. were my mother and I were in mourning for weeks after that. <laughs> we watched it really? live on. Yes, we watched the funeral live on CNN. My mom bought the Elton John Candles in the Wind tape. So there was, this is something that I may have to prepare for personally, okay? so I feel like that was different.
1: (laughs) Like, Diana, that was a shock. (laughs) Candle in the Wind is a jam. Like, are we going to (laughs) get, is anyone going to do like, a really good <laughs> song <laughs>
0: okay we shouldn't laugh about this I'm just imagining Dua Lipa coming out with like a, b- oh my or a God. ballad of some sort that's just about the queen and oh no I, <laughs> oh no uh, I meant to keep this very serious and like journalistic but now I've just completely set us off the rails but it's great
1: because yes I mean yeah I,
0: it would be a big deal to don't... society if the queen died because it it would make a big change, which I and clearly it would be such a big deal that people are going as far as to get the photos so for those who are not familiar uh in, in yes, journalism, let's break it down what, what's industry happening? what's the misinformation that's spreading so pool photographers folks who shoot news for like getting images and uh the agency, is it French or foreign press, (laughs) the AFP news agency. So they shoot these photos, it gets put into this repository, and then outlets, they can pay for the rights of these photos to publish them uh, with news stories. And so what happened is somebody took some of these very official photos between Canada's Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, and Queen Elizabeth II, And they made her head. So she's kind of Just kind of, what what do we call it? Uh, uh, Got her, you know, she's a little, she doesn't have the best (laughs) posture. Okay.
1: Oh, okay. Listeners, I have to tell you, Flo is doing this weird
0: thing with her body (laughs) on video and I cannot figure out what's going on. So I could only (laughs) think of the Romanian word in my head, which is why I was having such a hard time. Yeah, anyway. Okay. Okay. Apologies, everyone. My uh, ESL brain just came into into works there. So I was working that out in real time. So they moved her head forward a little bit to make her look like she has this hunchback of Notre Dame style like thing going on with her back. Just to kind of like say she's basically her bones are brittle and she's falling apart in real life. And this is just one of the latest Photoshopped narratives being circulated around of like the queen is dying. Apparently, this started back in October of 2021. Oh. She like had an overnight stay at a hospital. And the conspiracy theorists online had believed that is actually when she died. And she was either replaced with a lookalike. This is a very QAnon-style oh, conspiracy. Yeah. Okay. Um, or all the photos of her after the hospital video have been faked. Uh-huh. including the one that we're talking about with her being like super hunchbacked like did, she also well,
1: yes. i'm sorry where do people find the time like i if i have a free moment i am not thinking about queen elizabeth and making photos of her look like Are do people need hobbies like should yes. we go outside more like this is crazy <laughs> yes
0: I don't this is something it. that 15-year-old Flo would have done when oh. I had no friends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so oh,
0: Christ. And, <laughs> you know.
1: Wait, do you think you would have fallen down the QAnon rabbit
0: hole as a 15-year-old? Yes. Yes. Really? Because I went to some dark, I went to some dark Lawrence. places on the internet. I oh know. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It was very easy to get on them back in the day. And sure. I, I hung around some shady spots. So I'm glad I didn't go down that down that rabbit hole. Yeah.
1: Um, wow, we would have lost you at such a young age. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, glad I would have really it. become
0: a tabloid journalist. Oh my god, it was my well, backup. Plan. You're here with us now. <laughs> 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 There's still time. There's still time.
1: QAnon still exists. The tabloids it's... would be happy to have you. <laughs> uh, what a career change. Oh, Love I know. This
0: for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so adding some credence to this idea that the Queen might be dying is that apparently she also contracted COVID on February 20th of this year, 2022, and people were yeah. like, she probably died from COVID, and I don't, I guess she's a blow-up doll now, I don't, I just don't understand how. I
1: my, I, yeah, I don't, I,
0: <laughs> I'm at a loss for it's words. It's not an, un- it's not unprecedented for us to be on Death Watch, right? Because we did the same thing with Betty White. We were like, she's in her 90s. Oh, my God, don't say Betty White has died. And then rest sure. in peace. So, yeah. you know, the Queen is 95 years old. It's it's that time. I'm sorry to everyone that forever. this is upsetting, but... Yeah. yeah
1: ninety ninety five mm-hmm. is a solid age mm-hmm. yeah, no, I mean, it makes sense like if you're a reporter who covers the royals you've you've probably prepped your obituary i mean that's been prepped probably for decades at this point, but yeah, it makes sense for people who watch the Royals to be expecting eventually news of her death. but like for regular people, who cares like what why do we need to stress about this right now? Unless this means something I for feel- Meghan Markle, is Meghan Markle queen next? Because I could get down with that.
0: Unfortunately, not. Um, I okay. imagine she'll probably end up with some territory in Canada. Because I, oh no, wait, I think they're in L.A. now. Her inherent- they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know. they're back in L.A. So maybe they'll become prince and princess of California.
1: California really does not need more princes and princesses,
0: but. uh, That's right. Spencer Pratt was the original Prince of Malibu. Oh, oh no. Oh, God. You've really done it now.
1: (laughs) I cannot talk about Spencer Pratt with you. We're not going to. God. We're not going to. We don't have time. Um, Yeah. When I inevitably bump into Meghan and Harry, I'll ask them what's happening with the Queen. But until then, I think she's fine.
0: (sighs) She She's fine. Uh, that's all to say, be careful where your photos are coming from. The misinformation, God, just like logging on TikTok, for instance, will take you, if you allow the wrong video to play all the way through, your algorithm will immediately take you to, like, fake war stories and everything. So oh misinformation, it even feels. goes after the Queen of England.
1: Mm-hmm. Be careful out there, everyone. It could happen to you. hmm
0: All right, when we're back, very expensive, nice looking stuff.
1: (laughs) You can host the best backyard barbecue.
0: When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. All right. Joining us at the table to talk all about Apple, we've got Philip Tracy. Hi, Phil.
2: Hi. Thanks for having me again.
0: Hi.
1: Well, that was what?
0: I know. (laughs) I leave
1: for one second and you're just wiling out. I know. I know.
0: It's because I'm trying to stay awake. Uh, Doing what I can. Yeah. So thank you all for resaving me. Phil, Caitlin, we we had a whirlwind day yesterday with the Apple event. And I feel like we should just we go did. ahead and jump in there. So very quickly, there was an Apple event on March 8th. If you would like to rewatch it, you can go to YouTube and rewatch it. Or you can go to our show notes. And Phil and I, and also Caitlin, we wrote a lot about um, the Apple event. So you can do that reading. But for now... We're going to talk about our thoughts, our feelings, our excitement for things that cost a lot of money, but are very powerful. Yeah. So first things first, there there
1: is a new iPhone. It's an iPhone that most people will probably not be that excited about because it looks the same as like an iPhone from five years ago. It has Touch ID. It has bezels. It looks old. I think kids will be into it because they like Shit that looks old and now. Parents. So that's it's retro tech, and new parents. retro tech. It's re- yes. it's retro tech. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like yeah. it's an iPhone SE. It has you know it has five G. It has like faster processor. So it's but it's not, basically not M-M people who just want <laughs> right only so yes. I mean people do. yeah it, yeah it's the slower version of five G that will actually be more mm-hmm. useful to you because
2: it you know, exists
0: because it exists and it might be easier on your battery a little too uh you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll have longer battery life, but this is a phone mm-hmm. for people
1: who want the physical fingerprint sensor. They want something mm-hmm. easy, something cheap. It's only 429 bucks, which for an iPhone is, you know, budget. That's like discount dollar. Okay. No, never mind. It's not. <laughs> <But> it's, <laughs> it's not. It's cheap for Apple. It's cheaper. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, the, the big news. I mean, this was a Mac event, which I was like, all right, we're just diving right in. Like Apple is very committed to the Mac after years of You letting skipped it over languish. the green iPhone. I didn't skip, I just sort of like moved around it. <laughs> I just like <laughs> it. I just it. want to shout
0: out to it because the Apple folks in my periphery were very happy about the two shades of green. So I just want to shout out to all the green lovers out there.
1: I love green. I, I don't find phone colors exciting in the slightest anymore because people just put oh, cases Phil's on their phones and...
2: Okay, yeah. I'm
0: alone in this. It's okay.
2: <laughs> no, I like the green is nice. The greens yeah. are nice. But um, <laughs> K- Caitlin's right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Unless you get a clear <laughs> case, which like, I don't know, most people don't use a clear case. So it's like, yeah, green iPhones love them. I don't know if I would recommend anyone buy an iPhone 13 right now since we're about, what are we now, six months away from iPhone 14. So we're kind of like midway through the cycle. If you can hold out, I would just hold out. Um, But yeah, this was a full, this was a Mac event. Like the last year and a half, Apple has just been like, the Mac is good again. We're going to make it amazing, fast, powerful. We're going to add all these ports back in. We're going to come out with a External display after years of only making a $6,000 monitor. Now this one is, again, downright affordable at $1,600. Like, <laughs> Ooh. I was hoping for something like maybe $500, but like, that's not going to happen. So it's fine. But yeah, the let's talk about the Mac Studio with the M1 Ultra chip, Phil. Oh my gosh. Yes. But let's break it down. Yeah. Let's tell do us, it. Phil. Who's going to, what is it? What is it and who who is this for?
2: Yes, so the what is it is... So going into this event, we were expecting a high-end Mac Mini or a low-end Mac Pro. And the Mac Studio does fit in somewhere in between those two. So its size is closer to a Mac Mini. It's like a couple of those stacked on top of each other. But it's still really compact when you look at huge desktops running Windows sure. uh, with this equivalent performance. So it, has, it is quite small. And in terms of performance, it's closer to a Mac Pro. Actually, it's probably even more powerful than a Mac Pro because the current one still runs on Intel. Mm-hmm. Uh, the secret ingredient is is uh the M1 Ultra chip, which I, I don't know if mm-hmm. anyone was really expecting Apple to reveal. Uh, yeah. There were like a few rumors in the months before, but nobody was really talking about it going into the event. So when Apple revealed it, I think everyone was pretty shocked. And then it said that... The M1 Ultra is basically two M1 Maxes stuck together for double the performance.
1: That was the weirdest part to me, like how this thing, its they took two chips and just like jammed them together to make like one super chip. And I'm like, is that how this works?
2: (laughs) It does now. Yeah. With like a very, very fast layer in between the two. And the M1 Ultra is, Apple is claiming it's eight times faster than the M1 in the MacBook Pro, Mm -hmm. the MacBook Air. And I'll tease it a little here, but also in the Mac, in the iPad Air now, Um, some of the performance claims Apple made are just—they're just pretty bonkers, to be honest. Um, Yeah, this thing is going to be crazy fast, probably faster than just about any other desktop you can buy, and significantly smaller. But I think people who look at Apple products, who are maybe on the fence about them, will be especially happy about all the ports. There are USB-A's. There are two USB-A's on the back. I couldn't believe it.
1: When I saw that, I was like, God, I want that so bad. I don't even need <laughs> yeah. it. I don't need it. I just want yep. I want the ports again. Oh, God, yep. it's so frustrating.
2: So up to six USB-C's, an Ethernet, HDMI, headphone jack, That's headphone kind of jack. Everything. We even have to say that about an Apple product, too. I know. Um, <laughs> and those two USB-A's, it's, it really It has everything. It does. And then... Uh, and, and it also has a, an accompanying monitor now, which, which you, you mm, mentioned as being very affordable display. at six, yeah, 1600 Sixteen
1: hundred. And like the, the Mac Studio. So for people who don't follow Apple that closely, the, the Mac Studio and Mac Mini and Mac Pro are desktop PCs that don't have built in displays. They're just, right. they're separate. So you have to buy a display. To work alongside it so the studio display just works seamlessly with all of these desktops like the way it's going to work with mac studio i'm really curious to to see how that performs because it has an iphone chip in it
2: it does yeah the a13 i believe
1: the a13 which is like a couple years old so it's like mm-hmm. you know that that's kind of strange but it might just make everything work super seamlessly together Yep. You know, yeah, like- isn't
0: that for like the the panning camera? Because they added like mm-hmm. they infused the camera. Yeah. Uh, it's an ultra wide camera, and it kind of has like the same panning abilities as some of the Amazon and Portal Center devices. Stage. Yeah, so- yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
2: So yeah, if we talk about the the monitor a bit, so it's twenty seven inches, five K resolution. It's mm-hmm. not Mini LED, yeah. but it's i'm i'm sure apple made some claims 600 nits of brightness it covers the p3 color gamut and built in are six speakers and apple's done a really good job with the speakers in its other products so i'm mm-hmm. expecting good things from that yeah and it has more ports i think three usbcs and a thunderbolt for for charging uh if you connect it to a macbook mm-hmm. and studio quality mics and it has a 12 megapixel camera on the front 12 megapixels Should be better than just about any other built-in webcam you can find with center stage, which will flow. As you were mentioning, it will center you in your, your video call. Or if another participant comes in, it'll like, it'll zoom out. So both of you are in the shot. So some pretty nice things there. And that's enabled by that, by the A13 chip.
1: Yeah. The really interesting thing to me about the Mac Studio is actually the price. It starts at 2000. Yep. Which. Uh, that's not,
0: that's not bad. (laughs) No. Like, it's not bad for a person who is, who is like, I need a computer for making music or, you know, for for mm -hmm. editing editing video. Creative
1: professionals, Mm -hmm. like people in Hollywood are going to be buying Mac studios
0: and like... Or even hobbyists like my husband who got into, I told him, I said, this is your next Mac. I'm like, dump the laptop. Yeah. Get the mini. You like the... UI and you like the system mm-hmm. for. I mean, Apple is made for. They made their stuff cater to creatives. Yeah. and the Mac Mini was such a popular computer. Yeah, I mean, people hold on to those from the old days. Mm-hmm. They, it, you know, it's a tiny yep, little computer. <laughs> it's really small. With so much power. Yeah, yeah. I I think
1: it's really interesting that like this year is expected to be like the year of the Mac, which it's been kind of for like the last year and a half, but they have so many upgrades planned. They're basically transitioning the whole lineup from, in, they're almost done transitioning from Intel to yep. custom silicon. Mm-hmm. And it's just really interesting to see them return. I wrote about this, like for protocol, it's interesting to watch them just return to their foundational product after years of doing weird shit to it. Like, let's take out all the ports, Let's make it as thin as it can possibly be. Let's, you know, make it functionally useless yep. with a terrible keyboard. And it's like, This is the time to be a Mac user, which is interesting because, you know, the future of Apple is not the Mac, you know, it's going to be augmented reality and or mixed reality. And like the iPhone will be essential to that, not the Mac. So I'm really, yeah, this strategy is super interesting, Uh, but it also appeals to their, their base, like their original fans. Like those are the people who want, you know who want Macs to be good again. And they are.
2: They are. Yeah. And I wonder how much the shift to remote work uh, encouraged a- Apple to take this route. A lot of people don't need laptops anymore. They work sure. from home. They just mm-hmm. want something that sits there that they can, you know, they can wake up, sit down, it's on, ready to go. Or they need a
0: powerful machine to be yep. at home with yes. when they are at home for like their hybrid lifestyle. $2,000, yeah, is a lot of money. But when you're, I mean, my- my Dell XPS 15 was 2500. So just to put that in perspective.
1: Flo, your financial okay, decision. Okay, we're not we're not. Yeah.
0: We're
2: <laughs> It's a great laptop.
0: Oh. It's on, a lot yeah. Of money. One, tell tell her Phil, tell $2, her. $2500 for a laptop. I yeah, need that to pains lie me down. A I yes, but up. it but it's it's my work. It, this is my Toyota truck. But That's it, what it wasn't is. Wasn't it barely you know? functional
1: for a few months. Do we need to talk about
0: this? Okay,
2: again? let me let me <laughs> defend, let me defend <laughs> let me defend flow for a second. XPS 15 bless you, wonderful bless laptop. You. But okay, we've been talking about the $2000 base price for this thing, which gets you so it gets you the M1 Max chip, which is not that M1 Ultra that was just announced. It's the one sure. in the the 14 and 16-inch MacBook Pro, which is plenty powerful for most people. 32 gigs of RAM, 512 gigabyte SSD, maybe you want more storage, you can upgrade for, I mean, Apple's premiums on storage are just a little bit ridiculous. Wild, absolutely (laughs) wild.
1: A thousand for storage. (laughs) Right. If you want them maxed
2: out one of these things, it costs $8,000. Few people will actually need that, but it just goes to show that like, if you really configure this thing beyond the base price, you can start spending a lot of money.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But it might, I don't know, it might be worth it. I don't, I'm not, a, I'm not, I wouldn't yeah, say hey. I'm a creative professional. I am, but like not, my workflow is really not that intense. So I'm curious to see people put this thing through its paces. And I really want that. I want that display so bad. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: It, it's, I requested it, looks nice. it, it looks from protocol.
1: The budget is not there. They said.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. okay very quickly before we say goodbye to phil uh apple made a couple other just teeny tiny little announcements that we want to get through for apple tv plus users i just want to say they really trotted out the oscar winners oh yeah Yep. and apple egot TV- havers apple tv plus is like a legitimately good streaming
1: it's service. Becoming and, a thing. yeah and everyone yeah. everyone doubted that they could do it and i'm like why they have tons of money to throw it a-listers to make nothing but good shit for them like of course they're it's going after be the
0: academy awards yeah. this is it they want oscars mm-hmm. they want every award they can get because they see that that legitimizes this mm-hmm. uh investment that they're doing in tv and film and i'm extremely curious to see who else is shit like quivering in their bones about this yeah so that's interesting yeah, sure. If, yes. if I could
2: just talk about Apple investing, because we, we talked a lot about the studio and one area where Apple doesn't really have a firm hold on is gaming, which is really <laughs> like one of the yes. most high, you know, performance intensive things you do on a desktop. And Apple made some pretty wild claims about the is it 64 core GPU or 48 core sorry GPU in this thing? I remember that part of the presentation. Yeah. They yes. basically said it could blow away anything Nvidia is making. The problem is there are no games. So it'll be <laughs> interesting to see how much <laughs> Apple invests if they really just throw money at studios and, and devs. Yeah. Um it'll be tricky for them to 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 get a hold of that market, but I mean As the
0: hardware's possible, there. Yeah. yeah. the hardware is absolutely okay, there. Okay, yeah. let me say this about Apple though that Unfortunately, Google needs to kind of like brush up on is that at least when they are going to invest in something, they make sure that there is like people there making sure that things are getting done <laughs> versus mm-hmm. letting a game studio languish in Canada and then firing everybody because you decided to pivot Stadia to something. I'm just,
1: I'm just saying. It's a good point. It's a, yeah. it's a good point. Yeah. I'm just saying. Apple also weirdly announced like some. Uh, Some stuff around Major League Baseball, which the timing is kind of weird on that one, (laughs) given the situation with
0: baseball right now. I did reach out to ask if they would still be having the games if the strike continues. Like what the. There.
1: Yeah, there won't be any games. Yeah,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I figure I figure. But I I was just curious because like what are they going to show if there's no baseball season? I'm just, there's no spring training right now. Like nobody is in Phoenix doing their rounds. Everybody is, you know, yeah. doing contract negotiations. Yeah. Um, Seems to be a common, so, common theme these days. Yes. Common theme. <laughs> I, I do like baseball. That's like one of the few sports that I will follow. And a part of it is because that's like the most American part of me that I adopted. Mm-hmm. Um, is sincerely um oh, that was the only thing i could really like glob on to it just was a, it appealed to me a little more than like football sure um i think because it's a little more like my pace so mm-hmm. let's go giants <laughs> come on yeah like the giants Sign well. that contract Two Giants fans. <laughs> look
1: at that <laughs> all right well thank you so much for joining us phil uh thank you phil i'm sure you'll have a lot of thoughts uh after you use all of these apple products so yes. i'm sure you'll be back on the pod to talk
0: about them
2: I sure hope so. Thanks right. for having me. Thank
0: I always you. drag Phil onto this pod as the honorary dude jet. <laughs> the dude so, jet. You know, it's, the, it's the best part of my week.
1: <laughs> All Thanks, right, Phil. Thank you. Bye, Phil.
0: Bye.
2: Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. at bite.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Bite.
0: All right, for our last segment today, I just want to talk very quickly about nuggets. When life is really hard and you can't eat anything and you just need something quick. What are you gonna do? You're gonna put a little nuggy in your mouth, right? But mm. mm-hmm. yep, <laughs> you never know what <laughs> those nuggies are made with. So maybe you choose a fake nuggy. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. What are mm-hmm. nuggets
1: made? Yeah, the fast food nugget is a
0: are usually processed white meat oh, yeah. yeah. or meat that was processed and bleached to look white, so that it doesn't freak yeah. you out when you're eating it. And so I do feel a little safer eating a fake nugget um if you read my review
1: let's talk about what you taste tested this week what what so this is an impossible food situation mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. impossible mm-hmm. has been out here doing the most with the fake meat they have a really good burger they have really good mm-hmm. pork uh they've been partnering with fast food restaurants and like sit down restaurants to get impossible like a meat alternative on the menu and Mm -hmm. it's really good all the all the products i've tested have been extremely good so tell us about the nuggets texture taste preparation did you fry them did you bake them like let's dive into it
0: all right. So, wild nuggies is what they are called. And uh, Impossible came out with chicken, like, quote-unquote chicken nuggets late last year. But these ones are shaped, remember the dinosaur nuggets that you could get at Costco in a big bulky box?
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, so, so these, these are nuggets d-
0: for children. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. But mm, okay. they appeal to flows <laughs> as well. Yes. Right. <laughs> Got it. Just wanted to see where the intersection... Who wants a boring (laughs) circular nugget when you can have one shaped like an endangered species, which is Um, a little grim, reminding you which animals are dying, but uh, you get to bite the head off of a polar bear in this instance. So that could be fun for some children. This is
1: dark. I did not expect... (laughs) I did not anticipate this. I sort of regret not going this dark
0: in my write-up, but yes.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, so Mm -hmm. like... Climate change, the Earth is dying.
0: Mm -hmm. Let's
1: ease people away from from meat with plant-based nuggets that look like endangered animals. Correct. Wow, that's a. Let me just sit with that for a second. I don't even know what to do with that.
0: Well, what you can do is dip okay. them into a sauce of your choice, which I <laughs> tried. So Impossible sent me a bunch of fake meat. They sent me the wild nuggies. And I also have the breakfast patties in my freezer. So I'm going to get to those um, probably this weekend. And so the wild nuggies, I put them on parchment paper. I baked them in the oven at 400 because I like them a little crispier. I took out all mm-hmm. the sauces mm-hmm. that I have hoarded from different fast food restaurants here in the suburbs. Sure, I went yeah. dipping. You get a, you get a like, little. This ranch, is yummy with barbecue. this. Mm-hmm. A little yummy mm-hmm. with this. This is yep. yummy with the honey mustard, which I do like. They're they're great. Um, the texture is a little spongier and a little more porous than like yeah. the corn nuggets, which are my favorite. It's spelled K U O R N. And those are our. This is my family's favorite nuggets that we usually eat. Oh, okay. Of the fake meat okay. variety, yeah. Um, which okay. my husband likes because they're a little crunchier than than these wild nuggies. But okay, wild nuggies are great. Go buy them. They're like nine bucks for a bag. Try them out. They're probably in your freezer. Okay. Aisle. Yeah, yeah.
1: I feel. I feel like Impossible has done a really good job of. You know, approximating the meat eating experience, like the burger for sure is just like, it's it's like right there. I've prepared that for people who are like straight up carnivores mm-hmm. and they've been like, oh, this is actually really good. And I thought the pork was also great. Like pork is a little easier to to fudge because it doesn't, I mean, pork is not
0: like all that
1: flavorful. Yeah, like jackfruit.
0: Um, even though it tastes different, but the texture is still there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I will say beyond meat is not doing it for me. I mm, I don't love a beyond meat situation. but Flo, you and I had to like really make do back in the day with the meat alternatives. and I just am so thrilled that we've come we've come so, so far. far. Like we I might know. actually be able to, like wean America as a society, like away from actual meat with, you know, alternatives that taste really good. Yeah. Do you think maybe? I agree. Am I hoping for too I much? I agree.
0: Yeah. I agree. I think uh, if anybody is open to it, you should just go try these out. They're becoming more widely available at grocery stores. They're not super overtly priced. Uh, again, like I said, it's like nine bucks for a bag of these. So it's about the same as those dino nuggies you get at Costco. I think it's $10 yeah. for the whole bag there. <laughs> so, oh gosh. It's not bad. Except try this it out. And if you, you do try it out,
1: endangered animals. <laughs> I still can't get over that. Why did they have to be endangered
0: animals? So you can teach your kids, like, these animals are dying. Look at the shapes. Have lunch. It's a lunchtime. <laughs> uh, it's it's a lunchtime climate change uh, education is, like, what it's supposed to be, which I can appreciate. I, I get it. It's sure. like Sesame Street crackers teaching you, you know, the letters of the alphabet. So, But
1: much more bleak. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yes. Well, well on that note... <laughs> On that note, if you end up trying these nuggies, please feel free to reach out to us, gadgets at gizmodo.com. We love getting your feedback. We love getting your questions, comments, concerns, whatever you want to send over, gadgets at gizmodo.com. Before we go, we'd like to thank our producer and sound engineer, Ryan Allen, for making us sound great every week. Our cover designer, Vicky Lita, who makes us look good in your podcatchers. You could tweet us at Gizmodo or find us on social media. Caitlin is Caitlin underscore McGarry on Twitter, and I'm Oh That Flow on Twitter. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify really helps us out. And until next week, we want to thank everybody for being here.